Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. God is good and he is worthy of the praise. Amen. Amen. We really appreciate the Lord for who he is and for what he is doing. How many know God is doing some things uh, in the earth? Amen. Even when you don't feel like he's doing anything, he's doing some things. Amen. Whether or not we connect in with it is another story, but God is always doing something. Amen. He always has something that he is doing. And what I love about the Lord is that uh, he is not, uh, you know, lagging behind. It seems like though the enemy is doing a whole bunch of stuff, people can kind of focus on what uh, he's doing, but God is doing much more. Amen. And the greater one lives in me. Amen. And he is doing a great work in the earth. God has got a lot going on. We just need to connect in with him. Is that right? We just need to connect in with the Lord. We don't have to be concerned about everything else that's going on. God, what are you doing? Let me worry about that. Let me not worry about it, but let me be focused in on that. Let me uh, make sure that I am connected in with what the Father is doing. Amen. Because he is doing a great work in the earth. Amen. Amen. This is a, it is a great season uh, that we're in. Uh, God is just, uh, it just, it just seems like he's ready to unfold uh, just new things. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm not just, you know, not a new style or a new, uh, you know, hairdo, or, but I'm talking about just a new way of understanding what he's trying to uh, get across, just unveiling unveiling things that uh, have uh, before time, or at least before our time, uh, not been seen before. So I'm just, I'm just, you know, wanting to position myself to see what God is ready to reveal. How about you? Amen. It is indeed a privilege to be here uh, today. Uh, I told uh, Bishop uh, that I had connected with the media booth. I wanted to make sure I knew how much time I had. Amen. I got my watch. I got my iPad. I got all the clocks, amen, so I'll be straight, amen, I don't want nobody throwing nothing at me, amen, hallelujah, but I remember growing up uh, in All Saints Home, because I learned how to be timely, amen, you told me I got two minutes, I got two minutes, amen, you, you told me, whatever time you told, I said, well, this, the, the Lord will get it done in those times, and I'll just sit on down, in the middle of, up, uh, just sit down, amen, <laughs> amen, it is really good to be here, we indeed uh, count uh, faith to faith, uh, just uh, it's part of our extended family, as it were. Uh, just, uh, just wonderful people. We talk about uh, you uh, in Rochester. Just the warmth and just the love that is here. Uh, it is just uh, good to be able to come in fellowship with you, uh, and just to see what God is doing. And I thank God for uh, my brother Bishop Vaughn, Amen, and uh, his heart, Amen, his heart for. Uh, the people of God and for this region. Amen. How many know there's a light in the valley? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. There's a light in the valley. And so uh, we just uh, count it a privilege to be connected with him naturally as my brother, but spiritually as a brother in the Lord. Amen. And I thank God for my sister-in-law. Amen. I call her sister-in-law. We just go way back. Amen. That's, that's my Jeanette. She's just wonderful. Amen. Hopefully it's okay if I say Jeanette. Amen. <laughs> amen. But let's say amen for First Lady. Amen. Uh, Jeanette Vaughn. Amen. And I, I do so appreciate 
uh, God for my very best friend. Uh, she is uh, indeed uh, the other beat of my heart, as uh, my former pastor used to say uh, when he was referring to his spouse. But truly, uh, my wife is my very best friend. Uh, I know, I, I've said, shared this with her before, and I, I, say, I say it because I mean it. That he done put me to 60 minutes. See, we straight. I got 60 minutes. <laughs> um, uh, I, I say this not because it's uh, out of form or, or just something to say when you get up in front of folks, but I really mean it that I would not be who I am had it not, had it not been for my wife. Amen. Amen. She uh, completes me. Amen. God put us together so that I could be completed. Amen. Amen. I know beyond a shadow of doubt I would not be who I am if it was not for that woman right there looking beautiful and just wonderful. She is a beautiful woman. Just stand up, beautiful friend. Amen. Wife. Amen. Isn't she? She's gorgeous. Amen. Amen. I, 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 I tell her, I look at her sometimes and I'm like, I'm like, how in the world did I get connected with you? I'm like, I be feeling all proud. I'm like, she mine. She, 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 she mine. Amen. Amen. She did this uh, conference. Uh, this, uh, she, she was a fashion designer, and she did this fashion show outside of Chicago and just looked all wonderful. I'm sitting up there all proud. I'm like, she mine. She mine. I'm looking at everybody else. I'm like, hey, I'm with her, okay? I'm with her. Amen, because she is an, she's an anointed woman of God um, in so many different areas, but uh if she put, if she ever sews a garment for you, uh, I want you to know that you will be walking around anointed. Amen. You walk around, folk demons jump out of you. <laughs> Amen. Because she is an anointed woman, God. I love her dearly, and I appreciate God for her. Thank God for my children. Uh, they're wonderful children. We honor God uh, for them. Uh, my girls are here. The boys are on their way. Amen. Uh, people sometimes wonder, you got five kids? Yeah, we got five kids. Amen. But thank the Lord, they are growing up and out. Hallelujah. <laughs> that'll, make you, that'll make you speak in tongues right there. Shata. Oraba shata. Glory. Amen. We're about to send another one away in a couple weeks. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, that's right. It's all in love. Amen. Amen. We love when they're there. We love when they're gone. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, when we're on vacation, we like to have that miss me feeling, you know. You know that it's time to go home when you start missing them. Amen. And, and you just thank God that, you know, that miss me feeling don't happen for a long time. Amen. <laughs> so it should kind of go away. Baby, you know, I'll come when I start missing you. Amen. Give me a, give me a few months. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But we, tr- we truly appreciate our children. God has indeed blessed us with five wonderful children. We honor God for them. And uh, I, before I uh, get uh, going here, I do also want to honor my mom. I thank God for her. Amen. Uh, she, she indeed is a wonderful woman. I thank God uh, that she has been there. Um, and not, you know, maybe not just uh, there, uh, you know, giving us stuff or, or, or just kind of even physically, but just being, being who she is. Amen. And I love my mom, and I know even uh, some of the ways that I treat my wife are because of my mom. Amen. Is that I can remember growing up uh, getting a vision from my wife just by uh, seeing my mom. 
Amen. And the things that she went through, and I'm saying, uh, Mom, you're laying a laying a groundwork, and I and I thank you that you hung out with us, you stayed there, Amen. You worked hard, you sacrificed, Amen. And I could set a vision for what I wanted for my wife, and my family, Amen. So I appreciate, Amen, Maddie Vaughn, Amen. All right. If I forgot anybody, I'm sorry, Amen. Chalk it up to. I'm almost 45, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Amen. Bless all the peoples of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Oh, we, got, we, oh, we do bless God for the bishop, Bishop Seabrook. God bless you, sir. Amen. Amen. Uh, just the word that he shared on last night was just awesome. It was just awesome, and we appreciate uh, the word of the Lord coming through the man of God. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we just honor you and thank you for today. We appreciate you, Father, for this time, for this season, for what you have designed and desired to do in our midst. Father, as the word is released, we declare that your people are blessed, they're encouraged, they're strengthened. And Father, the word is falling upon our hearts, falling in good ground, and it indeed is producing fruit a hundredfold. In the name of the Lord, we honor you and we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. So my session is talking about redeeming the dream uh, for the family. And uh, family is uh, so very important, uh, as was shared on uh, yesterday. And as we all know, is that we are products of our family, good or bad. Uh, we are products of our family. I was telling my daughter uh, la- last night, late last night, I said, uh, you know, God places us in family uh, to help us be who we're supposed to be. Amen. Is that, because can't nobody do you like family. Amen. Can't nobody get on your last nerve like family. Amen. But when it's all said and done, family's still going to love you. Amen. Even when you done fussed and, and when you done, you know, frowned up at them and when you done looked cross-eyed and you done talked about them and all that stuff. Amen. Uh, family is going to come back. You can talk about your family, but you know, nobody else can talk about your family. Amen. Is that, yeah, I, I'll talk about them. Amen. But you keep your mouth off of them. Amen. That's family. And so uh, God blessed the family. And, and the thing is that we don't necessarily at times see uh, how, what fam- how wonderful family is and how much of a blessing it is to us until we uh, grow up. Amen. When we're in the cauldron, if as it were, when we're in it, we just be like, oh, I just can't stand this family. You know, I'm just, these folks just get on my nerves. I wish I was with somebody else. Well, somebody else's family. That, they family don't treat them like that. Amen. But then when you get up, you say, thank God for my family. Thank God for my brother and my sisters and my, my mom and my dad, those folks that just got on my nerves, didn't let me do everything that I wanted to do. Amen. God and fights and fussing at them because I'm who I am today because of family. Amen. And God decided to put family together. Amen. So that we could, the purpose of God, the potential uh, that we have in us could kind of be refined and shaped and directed so that we can be what we need to be in the earth. Amen. And that's why the adversary, the enemy, would indeed try to come against the family. Uh, Don't uh, get it twisted, as was said uh, last night, is that uh, the church is nothing but a bunch of families. Amen. The church is nothing but a bunch of families that have come together. And as the family goes, the church goes. Uh, You're not going to have a strong church if you don't have a strong family. 
Amen. So you need to have strong families if you're going to have a strong church. Amen. If we're going to have a strong community. So we're going to talk about redeeming the dream uh, for family because I'm sure that many of us uh, in how we are right now, the things that we may have faced, sometimes maybe we have lost the dream. Uh, We see things that uh, maybe not be going the way that we want them to go. But I want to encourage you today that God has a good plan for your life. Amen. And he's not frustrated and that he's not concerned. You will get to where he has said you'll be. Amen. Hallelujah. You will get to where he says you'll be. I'm going to share this uh, testimony with you as it uh, connects with family. I was sharing it when we were down for my uh, sister's uh, 50th. But I want to share with the congregation uh, how the Lord blessed my family. Uh, We were coming back from uh, Chicago area as I talked about the fashion show that my wife did and my son. Uh, my oldest son was, uh, and, my, and my youngest son, actually my oldest son, he was the kind of the headliner there, uh, DJ Soap, and my um, younger son assisted him a little bit. Uh, but we were coming back, and it was all seven of us, five kids, and my wife and I, um, and we're in the van coming back uh, from uh, the Chicago area, and we got to outside of Pennsylvania, and uh, lo and behold, our front wheel just popped off. Amen. Our front, our, the front passenger wheel uh, just, just, I mean, it sheared right off. Now, we're going uh, probably at that time about 60 miles an hour, amen, and uh, the front wheel just comes off. And uh, uh, we're riding on the rotor. <laughs> I mean, the wheel is passing us. And uh, mind you, again, I had all my family in the car, uh, and we had all our stuff. And uh, God blessed us to be able to uh, get over to the shoulder, far enough over over that we got out of the way of traffic, but uh, not too far over to where we fell in the ditch. (laughs) Amen. And it's like uh, probably midnight, uh, and so it's dark out, and if you know anything about the highway, it's not good to be stopped on the highway at any time, less more at midnight. Amen. And I look back on that, and God... Uh, was protecting my family. Amen. Hallelujah. And I was driving with my son, uh, my uh, middle son, uh, one day uh, this past week, or actually last week, and he said, Dad, he said, uh, the enemy was trying to stop us, but there's too much potential in the Vaughn family. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That, that about made me just, just, just weep. He said, Dad, there's too much potential. We got too much potential, amen, for uh, him to stop us. And that blessed me. And, I mean, when, you're, when your son tells you that, amen, you know you got to keep it moving. Hallelujah. You got to keep it going. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. So when I talk about redeeming the dream, I'm, I'm, I'm fired up to redeem the dream. Amen. Because it could have been over. There could have been uh, seven funerals that we could have had. Hallelujah. But we got too much potential. There's a dream that God has given us. Before my, when my wife and I had gotten married, we went out to the pier up in uh, Charlotte Beach in Rochester. And I just began to share with her the vision of the family. Uh, the vision of what I what I would see for the family. And so the first thing I would like to say to you is what is the vision for your family? 
you know, what is it that you want to see for your family? What is it that you would like for your family to be, where you would like your family to go? There needs to be a vision. The scripture lets us know that without a vision, the people perish. You need to have a vision, a goal. Where are you trying to uh, have your family be? Where is the mark? Where is the, the uh, bar? Where, what, where is the height that you're setting for your family? You need to know where you're going so that you'll be able to spot it when you arrive. Amen. I, I, I know when I'm at uh, faith to face when I uh, see the sign, when I see the church. Amen. I know where I'm going. Uh, you need to know where you're going so that when you get there, you can say, I'm here. Or you notice that you passed it. Amen. Or you know when somebody else is trying to impersonate, you got to know where you're going. You got to know what the dream is, what the vision is. Where am I going? What do I, what's the bar when I deal with my children and uh, they uh, may feel some type of way because of what's going on and they may act or have certain attitudes and I see that those are not the attitudes that I'm looking for. I can see that that's not the vision for this family. Amen. When I, if they don't get the grades that I'm looking for them to get, amen, I don't be like, oh, well, that's okay. No, we got to work on that. You got to get those grades up. Why? Because that's not the vision for my family. Amen. D's and E's and F's, that ain't the vision. Hallelujah. That's somebody else's vision. That ain't my vision. Amen. So I, I have to set the bar. This is where we are going. My wife and I both have a college degree, so we're set. This is the bar. Okay, the minimum you're going to do is get the degree we got. That's the minimum. Hallelujah. And we're expecting you to go above and beyond that. So what am I saying is you've got to have a vision for your family. You've got to have a dream. You've got to have something that you are putting out there for your family to reach to, to attain to. Else you'll be scattered. They'll be scattered. You won't know where it is that you want them to be. And when we talk about redeeming, redeeming, uh, those of you that know about coupons, is redeeming is to cash in. You know, you got to cash that thing in. You have to turn it into the proper place that's going to accept that and receive the value of the coupon. You take the coupon to the store uh, and you uh, get the face value of what that thing is that you turned in. Amen. Uh, so you got to take it to the right place. And so we have a dream that God has given to us. And so we have to take it back to him. God, this is what you have placed in my heart. And it's either for us individually or for our families. Individually or for our families. And we have to fight to make sure that we do not lose sight of what is God given. In Matthew chapter 11, verse number 12, the scripture lets us know that the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Amen. And uh, you've got to be violent in taking what God has given to you. When you don't see what you want to see, you don't just roll over and say, that's all right. Amen. But you fight for it. Amen. You got to fight in order to redeem the dream. Now we're talking about family. I'm going to uh, share with you this example. God uh, was uh, lighted this on my heart, and uh, I think that uh, you'll be uh, blessed through the word. I'm going to look at the life of uh, one person in the Bible. Maybe it's uh, a different way, a different approach than maybe we've seen it before. But we're going to look at the life of Job. And we talk about redeeming the dream uh, as it relates to the family. Uh, so we're going to look at uh, what's going on in the life of Job. We're going to look at the process of redeeming the dream for our families through his life. Now, you, go, you can go to Job chapter 1. 
We go to Job chapter 1. We're going to start just at verse number 5. Actually, we'll just read the word a little bit. We'll start at verse number 1. Job chapter 1, verse number 1. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright and one that feared God and eschewed evil. And there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. His substance also was 7,000 sheep and 3,000 camels and 500 yoke of oxen and 500 she-asses and a very great household, so that, so that this man was the greatest of all men of the east. And his sons went and feasted in their houses, everyone his day, and sent and called for their three sisters to eat and drink with them. And it was so when the days of their feasting were gone about that Job sent and sanctified them and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be uh, that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus did Job continually. Now we want to look at this. Uh, First of all, uh, when we talk about redeeming the dream for uh, the family, what was it that Job was trying to do? Now, we may have read this scripture or heard this story in different ways uh, before, but I want to present it to you in a different light uh, on today is when I'm looking at this scripture, what I see is a man that had a dream for his family. I see here a man that uh, maybe he didn't go about it quite the right way, but his heart was to see his family blessed. He only wanted the best for them. Because the Bible says, well, I'm going to go out here and I'm going to offer these sacrifices. Because maybe they didn't do right. Maybe they cursed God in their heart. Maybe they uh, forgot about how they ought to be treating God. So I am going to watch out for them because I only want the best for them. Job's heart was that I want the best for my family. And so in our lives, we only want the best for our family. Maybe we don't go about it quite the right way, but at the bottom line, at the foundation, I want the best for my family. Amen. Is that Now, his theology may have been a bit off, but God will work with a willing heart. Amen. He offered those sacrifices because he thought, well, maybe they've sinned. He was concerned about what maybe they were doing. But see, God will work with a heart that is right. Amen is that God will work with you as long as your heart is towards him. Lord, I'm trying to do my best. I'm trying to do all that I know how to do. I I, I talked about, uh, as we got started here, talked about my mom, is that, you know, I'm not saying that my mom dotted every I and crossed every T, but you know what? She tried to do her best. Amen? Tried to do her best, and God has uh, blessed her work. Amen? Uh, God has blessed the work. And so what, God is not looking for folks that are perfect, but he's looking for folks that are willing to do right. Folks that are trying, God, this is what I'm trying to do. And along the way, he teaches us how to get it right. Amen. So you need to have uh, your heart for your family is right before the Lord. You know, I don't know exactly how to raise these kids. I don't know exactly what I need to say. Maybe I'm not even setting the best example. God, I really want to do right. And so God can help somebody that is placing themselves before him and trying to get it right. Hallelujah. 
And so what we want to see here uh, as we're talking about redeeming the dream, there's four areas that uh, we can see in the life of Job that he had to deal with in order to redeem the dream for his family. What is that dream? I want them to be blessed. I want the favor of God in their life. I want them to experience what God has for them. There's four areas that I want to look at as we uh, talk about redeeming the dream for our family. Number one is material. In Job chapter 1, verse number 3, the Bible lets us know that Job had a lot of money. Amen. He wasn't hurting. He was wealthy. He was a man of great wealth. But as you read the story, is that that wealth was taken from him. Let's look at Job chapter 1, verse 15. Job chapter 1, verse number 15. Just to set the background is that uh, what had happened was is that uh, uh, Satan had gone before God and uh, essentially was uh, trying to tell God or told God that, you know, Job is serving you for no reason because you got him protected. And so, you know, just let me in, let me do some work on him, and I'll, I'll show you that he's not the way you think he is. And so uh, God was like, okay, I'm up for a challenge. What you got? And so uh, we begin in verse number uh, 15 and see, uh, and the Sabians fell upon them and took them away. Yea, and has slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. In verse 16, and while he was speaking, there came, also, there came another and said, The fire of God has fallen from heaven and hath burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them, and I only, only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The Chaldeans came out three bands and fell upon the camels and had carried them away, yea, and slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was speaking, there came also another and said, Thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house. And it fell upon the young men, and they are dead, and I only am alone, and I only am uh, escaped alone to tell thee. And then Job arose and rent his mantle, verse 20, and shaved his head and fell down on the ground and worshipped. And said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. So we think about, uh, first of all, the material is that Job's wealth had gotten taken. And how many know that when you have a dream for your family, one of the things that is necessary are resources. It takes money to get things done in the earth. And so you may want to see uh, your children uh, go to college. You want to see your children have uh, nice things, but uh, maybe the job situation isn't the way you want it to be. You're going along uh, serving the Lord and something happens where uh, you get laid off from your job. Something happens where some bills start coming due that you were, were unexpected. And the material things, the wealth, the resources, the money that you have begins to be impacted. How many know that can impact the dream? Is that I want you to have what I didn't have, but I don't have the resources. My job is gone. I've got these bills to pay. And what happens is that stress begins to come on you and the peace can begin to leave you. And the dream that you once had, you can't find no more. 
is that I need some material resources in order to realize the dream that I see for my family. I don't want them struggling. I don't want them having to have, as it were, the hand-me-downs. I want to give them the best, but I don't have the resources in order to make that happen. How many know that that dream can be impacted if you don't have the money? Amen. Is that you, if you don't have the financial means, it's like as much as you want in your heart to uh, have them have the best and do the best, it, it can impact you. And stress and worry can begin to set up on you. And what you had thought, what you had in your heart, you can begin to lose sight of the vision, of the dream. Hallelujah. I shared with my children uh, is that, you know, they can go. I said, you can go to whatever school you want to go to. And I'm not concerned about how much it's going to cost. Go whatever school you want to go to. Is that your obligation is to just make sure that you get the grade. I don't want to put any financial burden upon them uh, as they are going to school because I want them to focus in on the school. I want to focus them focus in on getting what they need to get when they uh, rub their head up against the college campus. Amen. And so there was a period of time last year uh, we were trying to sell our house, uh, one of the, uh, the house that we had moved out of, or we had some tenants in there, and uh, the tenants had left, and uh, we were paying two mortgages. And uh, that can get a little rough. Hallelujah. We're paying two mortgages uh, at the same time having a son that is in, in college and one that's getting ready to go. But I tell you, uh, without me saying anything, uh, he would never have known that there was uh, some struggle going on in his dad's heart. Uh, amen. Because I'm like, you know, I had said that they're not going to have to worry about it. I'm not going to put it on them to worry about it, be concerned about it. God, my dream is for my family to get to where uh, I want them to be. This is the bar that we have set, and we're going to get there in Jesus' name. Amen. Is that, but your dream can begin to be impacted when the material resources can look like they're vanishing away. But you have to hold on to that dream. Don't allow a lack of resources to steal the dream in your heart. Say, well, I'm sorry, baby. I don't know what we're going to do. Go to the Lord. Amen. Because God knows what to do. Amen. God, and, and, and maybe it, all it is that God gives you peace in the midst of what you're dealing with. Because it wasn't that God gave me a whole bunch of money, gave us a whole bunch of extra resources, but he gave me peace in the midst of it. Amen. So I'm not getting all crazy, having high blood pressure. Amen. Snapping at my wife, snapping at my children. Amen. We're moving through with the peace of God. Amen. And not giving up on the dream. So the first area that Job needed to deal with, which I'm sure many of us have to deal with when we're talking about our dream, is material. It seems like we're moving along. It seems like we got what we need. And then something comes up. Amen. And the resources we thought we have, we don't have no more. That can impact the family dream. Amen. Number two, the second area that we see here is physical. Is physical. Now after, and we'll get back to the, uh, the children here in a minute, but if you look at Job chapter 2, verses 4 through 8. Now, uh, Satan had come and he had uh, dealt a blow to Job, took all his, his, his wealth. Because back in that day, you know, all them, the cattle that you had, you know, that was a sign of wealth. His sheep and his cattle, all that stuff was burned up, was gone. Amen. But Job didn't curse the Lord. And so Satan went back to God and said, well, you know, God, 
you know, I, I, I'm sure I can get to him. You know, let me let me touch his body. And look at verse four of, of, of Job chapter two. And Satan answered the Lord and said, skin for skin, yea, all that a man hath, he will give for his life. But pour, put forth thine hand now and touch his bone and his flesh and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, behold, he is thine, he is in thine hand, but save his life. Verse seven, so went Satan forth from the presence of the Lord and smote Job with sore boils with the sole, sole of his foot unto his crown and he took him a pot shared to scrape himself with all and he sat down among the ashes. So number two is physical as Job's health was taken away. So his money was gone and now his health is gone. He's not able to do what he wanted to do. If my money was gone, but I still had my health, I can get up and work. I can get up and do something, amen, because I can go out and make the money. Amen. If I've got energy, if I've got breath in my body, if I can get up, amen, I can still work. I can still go out and get some of the resources that I need. But here is that Job's health was taken. Couldn't do what he wanted to do. How many of us is that we're going along and something begins to happen in our bodies? Amen. Your health is not the way you want it to be. You're going along and you're doing what God wants you to do and something happens. Uh, a disease uh, or sickness tries to attack your body. How many know that can impact the dream? Why? It's because instead of spending time with my family, I'm spending time in the hospital. I'm spending time with the doctor. I'm spending time uh, going and seeing uh, what needs to be done to get over this sickness or over this disease. Instead of spending money on my family and instead of spending money on trying to get to where I want my children, my family to be, I'm spending money on the medicine. I'm spending money on going here and going there to try to get myself right. Amen. His physical man began, got, got attacked. And so often is that things can begin to attack our physical body and that will cause the dream to be impacted. Hallelujah. His material, the material uh, was taken away. His money was taken away. And now he had to overcome that in the physical. Maybe it's not a sickness or a disease, but sometimes maybe you're just tired. Amen. I, I, I have this little statement that I uh, said, I haven't seen, I haven't seen uh, folks so tired in this generation. Amen. And ever before, folks just get tired. Amen. Can't hardly do nothing. Just get tired. Amen. Clap your hands for a few minutes and tired. Ooh, ooh, that was, ooh, that was, that was a lot. Let me sit down. I'm done. Hallelujah. Amen. It just can't keep it moving. We just some tired folk. Amen. I mean, no, God needs folks that can get up and keep moving. Amen. There's work to do. If the enemy can steal your energy, he steals your fitness. Amen. If you don't have the energy, you're not going to be effective in the kingdom. Amen. You need to be able to eat right, rest right, amen, so you can do right. But Job, his physical body was impacted. And when you're not feeling well, the dream can be impacted. If you're not, if you're not feeling well in your body, you may, the thing that's forefront in your mind is getting better. Amen. That's the thing that you think about. I'm thinking about how I'm, I'm going to get better. The enemy can bring things up 
to cause us to get deterred from the dream that God has given them. I'm talking about redeeming the dream in the family. Amen. You might have a, a child that uh, gets sick, gets ill, and that can begin to take all your attention, take all your resources, and can, can impact the family dream. Number three is relationships. Job's relationships have been impacted. Now we read in Job chapter 1 verses 15 through 19, we talked about how his children had died. His children had been taken away. Now the corollary here, I mean Job's children uh, had uh, uh, died, but in our situation, maybe our children died, but we lose the ability to communicate with them. The vision that we see in them begins to die. Children getting mixed up with uh, folks we don't want them to get mixed up with. Children getting caught up in this culture. Even the child that comes to church all the time, sits up in Sunday school, sits up is on the praise team, in the choir, maybe playing the piano, just all up in the uh, uh, church Kool-Aid, just everywhere can get themselves wrapped up in something that is not of God. And you look at them and say, that's not the vision. You see, the vision that I have for you, that's not it. And that vision, you say, oh my goodness, it's dying in them. And why aren't I able to communicate to them? Why can't I talk to them? See, your relationship can be impacted. You've got to be able to communicate with your children, with your family. You've got to be able to communicate and talk. Job's children had died, so what is that symbolized? He had lost the ability to communicate with them. His relationships began to be impacted. The dream in the family can be impacted when relationships begin to be hindered or destroyed. Amen. I'm not able to communicate the vision of God in my heart to my children if I cannot communicate to them, if I cannot talk to them, if I cannot minister to them. Then what I have is of no value if they're not receiving it. How I many know you can't talk to a dead, you can talk to a dead person, but they're not going to listen. Hallelujah. So we see that maybe our children are going astray and Lord, how do I talk to them? How do I get to them? And what happens is that we can get very frustrated. We can get very upset. And we begin to communicate to them or share with them in ways that God is not interested in us sharing with them. It goes counter to the vision, counter to the dream. Why? It's because I'm seeing what I'm seeing is not what I want to see. And it makes me angry. It makes me upset. And I begin to share with you out of my anger instead of out of my love. Relationship. Job, relationship with his children obviously have been impacted. They died. But to us today, when we're talking about the area that we need to deal with as we go toward to redeem the dream in our families, we have to make sure that our relationships with our children are being right and not hindered. Hallelujah. We see it seems as though they're going in a way that's irreversible. Amen. There are definitely things that impacted my family uh, on last year, amen, that just totally was, take, just seemed like it was going to just take the bottom out of, I'm out of my heart. I was like, Lord Jesus, we didn't see that coming. Hallelujah. But we had to have the ability to still communicate. Still have the ability to say, what's the dream? Let's go back to the dream. Let's understand where we're going here. And not only that is that 
it not only did it, he lost the ability to communicate to his children, but his friends uh, began to come and talk about him. Joe, we know that you did something wrong. Joe, we know that you done sinned. His relationships that got impacted, his children and his friends. I, I want to turn to my friends. Turn to folks that I, that, that I think love me. Lean on somebody. You know, my children have gone crazy. They're doing whatever. I need somebody to talk to. I don't understand what's going on. Let me lean on somebody that cares about me. But the people that he turned to, the ones that were his friends, amen, uh, they began to talk about him. Job, we know that you have sinned. We know that you've done something wrong. What, what's happened to you, you deserve. You just need to repent and get it right, Job. Hallelujah. Sometimes things may begin to go on in your life say, you know, I want to go to people that can care about me, but the people that care about you after you go to them, maybe they are in the back of their minds talking about, say, I know you did something wrong. I know you did something wrong. You didn't raise them kids right. If you'd have spent more time with them, they wouldn't have been like that. If you'd have talked to them a little bit more, you out, you know, doing this and doing that, you needed to be a little bit more focused on them. What am I saying here is that we got these areas that we have to deal with when we talk about redeeming the dream. And in Job chapter 2, verse 9, in Job chapter 2, verse 9, after he had gotten sick, look what happens here. Then said his wife unto him, Dost thou still retain thine integrity? Curse God and die. The ultimate relationship. I'm going to my spouse. I'm going to the one that I, the, my last hope, my closest one to me. And she done got crazy. Job, your money gone. Your body is messed up. The children have died. Man, curse God and die. Get up out of here. So what am I saying? Job was by himself. His relationships had gotten hindered. His relationships, and that will impact your dream. My money's gone. My physical body is messed up. The relationships that I have, my children, my wife, my friends are not the way they need to be. That will impact your dream. See the dream slipping away. And then the last one that uh, we see here is spiritual. Wondering where is God? Now you would have to think that after this time, God, Job is like, where is God? All these things are happening in the space of a little time. In, the, in Job chapter 1, these things were happening one right after another. While one was there, something else came and something else came and something else came. It seems like there are things that happen in our life that come in a barrage. Always just coming. Seem like all kind of stuff just want to jump off on us. And so we wonder where is God? He was holding on. He wasn't going. He wasn't going to uh, go back on God. He wasn't going to, uh, as we would say today, backslide. But he wasn't acknowledge him correctly. In Job chapter one verse twenty one, you see what he said after all of this stuff had gotten uh, taken. In Job chapter 1, verse 21, Naked I came out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. God didn't take the stuff away. 
But when you are wondering where God is, you'll say some things that maybe you don't really mean. And then in Job chapter 13, verse 15, the Bible lets us know that, Yea, though he slayed me, yet will I trust him. You know, God, I'm attributing all this to you. I had this dream. I started out. I wanted. I only wanted to do right. I only wanted my family to be blessed. I only wanted the best for them. And what I see is my money got gone. My, my physical body got messed up. All my relationships start getting destroyed. God, where are you? Where are you? How many of us at times will say, Lord, I come to church. I pay my tithe. I'm faithful to the ministry. I do what I'm supposed to do, and it seems like nothing is working in my life. Where are you, God? Where are you? And then we get this strange religion that, you know, I guess, I guess that's my lot in life. I guess that's what he wants for me. Oh, no, God doesn't want that for you. But when stuff starts jumping off, you can get yourself in a mindset that is counter to what God wants for you. These are areas that you have to overcome in order to redeem the dream. Don't think that because you have a dream, don't think that because you have a vision in your heart for your family that everything's going to be peachy keen. There are areas that you're going to have to deal with. Now, as I, as I close this out, is that we have to think about how do we redeem that? These are these areas. God, I had this dream. I only want the best for my family. But these things begin to jump off. And as I move through time, I have to deal with this thing called life. And as I deal with life, can I keep the dream alive? As I deal with these areas, as I deal with the material lack, as I deal with what's going on in my physical body, as I deal with relationships that get out of sorts, as I even deal with my own spiritual understanding of what you're doing, God, can I keep the dream alive? Many things happen to people on a day-to-day basis, and they lose the dream. Don't lose the dream, but redeem the dream for your family. Stand up and say, no, this is what the dream is. Even though all these things are there, I'm yet going to see this thing come to pass. Hallelujah. I've walked in, in, uh, uh, at my job or, or I've, as I've gone to my car, as I've been driving along, the various things that would happen in my family, in my home, I would still say, Lord, this is what I see. And I still speak to my children, to my family. This is what I see. You've got to keep the dream before you. Let's go to the end of the book, Job chapter 42. Job chapter 42. Verses 1 through 6. Job chapter 42. Verses 1 through 6. So you see, in Job chapter 1, all this began to happen, and it took him the whole book to get a revelation. What I'm saying to you, it's going to take time. It may take time to get a revelation. Hallelujah. So all this time, Job is sitting there sick, sitting there with these boils, sitting there listening to his friends talk about him. And he's saying things about God that weren't quite right. 
And in Job chapter 42, verse number 1, look at what Job is saying. Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that thou canst do everything, and that no thought can be withholden from thee. Who is he that hideth counsel without knowledge? Therefore I have uttered that I understood not. We say things that we don't know. God, I'm saying this out of my frustration. I'm saying this because of my limited capacity to know you. But I come to a revelation, God, I said things that I ain't understood. Things too wonderful for me which I knew not. Here I beseech thee and I will speak. I will demand of thee and declare thou unto me. I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now mine eyes see it. Wherefore I abhor myself and look at what he says and repent in dust and ashes. God, I'm sorry. God, I'm sorry. The dream in my heart was for my family to uh, be well. The dream was that I wanted only the best for them, but God, I didn't know some things. I didn't understand something. I didn't really know who you really were. I didn't really know who I was. And I've come to an understanding that I don't know everything I need to know but I know you now. And he says in verse 6, I upon myself and repent in dust and ashes. So what am I saying here as we redeem the dream? If you hold on, if you hold on, the time for redemption and restoration will happen. But you may have to repent because some of the things you say during the hard time. Look at that hard time. Look at those things that come against you, not as something to overtake you, but something to help you. See, God knew what was in Job, but Job didn't know what was in Job. God knows what's in you, and the things that come against you, they're not coming against you to destroy you. The devil may want to destroy you, but because God is in you, greater is he that's within you than he that's in the world. And the devil is not going to be able to destroy you. you got to hold on and understand that God has a good plan for your life. Yes, he does. God has a good plan for your life, but we have to watch. Oh, my goodness, I may have said some things because I didn't understand who God was. God not slaying me. God didn't cause the relationships to go bad. God didn't mess up my physical body. God didn't take my money. Hallelujah. I need to understand who he is. You may have to repent because some of the things that we say during the hard time. Our understanding has to be enlightened. Here is the kicker. God is for us. Say with me, God is for me. Look at your neighbor and say, God is for you. Amen. God is not against you. He is for you. He wants the dream of your family to come to pass more than you do. Don't lose sight of what God has placed in your heart. There will be hard times. Job had said that man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. You're going to have some issues in your life, but don't lose sight of the dream. Don't start saying things that you don't know about. Close your mouth and begin to pray, God, I love you. I'm not going to let you go. And this is only a temporary situation. Because why? God is for me. Say, God is for me. Say, God's on my side. 
Hallelujah. He's not just rooting for you, but He's pushing you. He's helping you. Giving you all you need to get to where you need to go. And guess what? He is doing it so your family can get to where He wants that family to be. When you see that son, when you see that daughter not going the way you want them to go, don't get frustrated and throw them out, but you begin to speak into their life and you begin to say, this is the vision. This is what I see in your life. Don't let their situation, don't let what they say deter you and then strap up and say, here's the dream. Hallelujah. Why? God is for me. There, now it's going to take some effort in the redeeming process. Just like you take a coupon, amen, you cannot redeem the coupon in your house. Hallelujah. Now, they may have stuff online now, but I'm talking about old-fashioned, hallelujah. You got to get up and go to the store to redeem the coupon. You can wish it all day long. Oh, I wish I could get that dollar off of that, uh, uh, you know, cereal. But until you get up... And get out, you're going to have a bunch of coupons that never got redeemed. It's going to take some effort to redeem the dream. Hallelujah. Like I said earlier, we can be some of the most tired of We don't want to work. We don't want to do what it's going to take. It's going to take some effort. You're going to have to do some communication. You're going to have to do some praying. You're going to have to do some rebuking. Hallelujah. You're going to have to do some effort. In order to redeem the dream. And as I uh, close it out here at the end of Job chapter 42, look what happens. At the end of Job, (coughs) and we'll start at verse 12. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. For he had 14,000 sheep and 6,000 camels. A thousand yoke of oxen and a thousand she asses. And he also had seven sons and three daughters. And he began to call the name and name of them in in verse 16. And after this lived Job 140 years. And look at this. And saw his sons and his sons' sons even four generations. And what I love here in verse 17. So Job died being old and full of of days. What is that saying? The dream, glory to God, was fulfilled. Hallelujah. Before you leave this earth, the dream of your family can be fulfilled. Hallelujah. It may seem, it may seem like it's not working out for you right now. Hallelujah. But before you close your eyes to this earth, you can see the dream of your family fulfilled. Hallelujah. He got that material wealth. He got his better relationships. He got his good health back. And he had a strong spiritual life. Hallelujah. Between the dream and the manifestation, there'll be some rough patches. There'll be some rough patches. But you hold on and see the dream become a reality. Hallelujah. You hold on and you see that dream become a reality. Hallelujah. I declare before it lights out, I will see the dream of my family. Hallelujah. You got to hold on to your dream, people of God. 
I know everything may not be peachy keen in our family. It may not be the way we want it to go, but you hold on. Hallelujah. You keep speaking the word of God over your children, speaking the word of God in your own life, speaking what God has given to you. And like Job, he was old and full of days, meaning it's fulfilled. Hallelujah. It's fulfilled. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. So I was thinking through this. I said, Lord, I just want to pray for the people. For I know that in our families, many things crop up. And we can get frustrated by what's going on in our families. And we can begin to lose sight of what's really important. But you keep that dream before you repeat the dreams to your, to your children. You keep sharing with them what thus saith the Lord. And the dream will come to pass. Between the dream and the manifestation, yes, there'll be some rough patches that I'm going to have to face. (laughs) But I'm holding on to the dream. Hallelujah. I'm holding on to the dream. And get this, I learn some things as I go through the rough patches. God learned, Job learned some things about God as he went through the rough patches. Job understood that God, you know more than I know. Hallelujah. And he had to repent. So I'm going to pray is that those of us in here, you have a dream for your family, dream for yourself. And because of whatever reason, maybe it's been one of those four areas. Maybe the money didn't come the way you wanted it to come. Maybe you did have a physical ailment and it took you off and you never got back on. Maybe you had some relationships, people that were close to you that did you wrong, weren't there for you and you said, oh my goodness, well, I guess I'm just not going to be able to complete the task. Or maybe even spiritually you're just like, God, I don't know where you are and you start, you start grabbing a paradigm, a, a, an understanding that was counter to the word of God. You thought God was against you, but as I said, God's for you. Whatever it may be, we may have to repent and say, Lord, I'm sorry. I said some things that I shouldn't have said, done some things I shouldn't have done. Believe some things I shouldn't have believed. I want you to go and get that dream. Get that dream. Stop looking at your children like they're a lost cause. Stop looking at yourself like you're lost because this is it. No, 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 no. God blessed Job's his latter days was greater than his former days. How many know your latter days can be greater than your former days? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is not through with you. God is not through with you. I know the thoughts that I have towards you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Another translation says to give you a hope and a future. God has a good plan for your life. He has a good plan for your family. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, 
In Jesus' name. Father, just come before you right now, thanking you for your word. Father, we released the word to your people as we've talked about redeeming the dream. And Father, right now, and each one of you, if you have, if there's a dream that you have, I just want you by an act of your faith, just stand on your feet. I just want you to stand. And there may have, you, you may have to repent. This is between you and God. You may have to repent. You may have said some things that you shouldn't have said. You may have talked to your children and said, you just bad. You ain't going to be nothing. You know that was, that's not the dream in your heart. You, you feel just frustrated. You need to repent because they're not bad. The purpose of God is on the inside of them. Glory to God. There may be a dream that you've had in your heart to help you get to a place that you need to get to. And because of money, material resources, you've neglected to pursue that dream. You need to repent. Relationships didn't go the way you wanted them to go. You got your heart got hurt and you're still in pain over that hurt heart. You need to let that thing go. Let God come in and soothe that hurt and repent that you took so long to get it right. Or spiritually, there may have, you may have accused God falsely. Whichever it may be, just get it in your mind. Father, as I pray, Father, we stand before you as a congregation of people that you have given dreams for our families. And Father, whatever we have done against you, Father, we repent today. Even as Job understood that he didn't know more than you know. Father, we don't know more than you know, and we may have said things out of frustration or out of ignorance. And Father, for that we say we're sorry. Forgive us, God. Forgive us, Lord. We repent today. We humble ourselves before you. And we repent. And we take up the mantle of our dreams, Lord. And even from this day forward, we run towards the manifestation of that dream. Father, I pray that you would give each one of us the strength and the courage to hold fast to what you have spoken in our hearts and that we will not let go regardless of what comes against us. We hold fast to your word that declares and decrees that the greater one lives in us. The greater one lives in us. The greater one lives in us. And we say we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. And I pronounce a blessing over this house that even as Job was old and full of days, Father, I pronounce a blessing that we will see the dreams of our families fulfilled in our lifetimes. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.